0: Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Um, talk to me, Aiden. Why did Tom Brady retire? Bruce Arians in a in a in a in a twist of events.
1: That, that's all, that's Dude, the only thing on my question. mind. I saw, yeah. I saw I saw
0: I saw my favorite meme was. It was like a. Uh, tom brady is like uh or bruce arian's talking to tom brady and it's like uh enjoy retirement and tom brady is giving him an una reverse card
1: yeah i've seen that one as well that's like fucking funny.
0: a dude like what a what a what a strange twist of fate
1: yeah so tom comes back you know feasibly gronk could come back and come with tom um hard just kidding
0: Gronk's Gronk's funny, dude. Like he said some. Yeah, uh, we can
1: get into that because I didn't even know about that. Um, the he jokes. A, he was. What he was it a, on Kimmel?
0: Kimmel, he made a crack. I believe it was Kimmel. He made a crack. Basically, uh, they're talking about like incentives for players. Uh, like you know, you get so many catches, you get the bonus, uh, and it's it's you know it's very much. Something we've been hearing a lot about, I feel like, the last few years, like, uh, way more so than normal, which I actually think is good and empowering for the players. I think it started
1: with the Buccaneers when when they were all together uh, the first year because Tom was feeding it to Antonio and him.
0: Right. And, like, you know, those incentives exist in contracts, but, like, I feel like the general public is hearing about them, like, way more so than we ever knew about before, which is, like, empowering to the players, uh, you know, because fans want players to get their dough too. Um, and 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 basically, Kibble was asking Gronk about like you know do you guys know that's going on? like do you know like, oh I gotta get in and make one more catch uh like if if I make one more catch, I get this much money, and he's like, yeah, I mean, people are really cool about it he's like, not the patriots, they'd probably pull you <laughs> like basically uh, saying like they'd pull you before he's you not lying run. either. Like, and uh, like everybody's laughing their ass off. I mean, he's 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 quick, man. He's a funny dude. Uh, but he he knew it like immediately. He was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." And he like put his massive hands up, and dude, it's so funny. You gotta watch the clip, dude. Like it's watching it. hilarious. I'll drop he's the a funny I'll, guy. I'll drop the audio in, like uh, right here, and then uh, let you guys listen to it
1: perfect yeah dude even d who hate my girlfriend who notoriously hates football because of how into it i get even she does that i'm not a member even she does that oh man he's he's a funny guy
0: he knows what he's doing man he's he's really fucking smart (laughs) even if he's not hey man
1: oh he'll have a post nfl career doing wrestling doing some kind of like roles most,
0: he's already had I mean he's
1: already done he, it so like he's he will have shit. a long career doing other things as well and it's not um, like going,
0: it's not like he's just like a personality like no offense to like a Gardner Minshew or something but it's like it's not like he's like a backup quarterback who plays well sometimes like he's a hall of fame tight end too it's just crazy like this guy's nuts
1: maybe the best tight end ever and there's been a lot of really good tight ends yeah, at least, I mean since I've started watching so totally. back going back to Arian's the transition to the Todd Bowles era, um, it does seem strange that he would do that after Tom comes back for a third year. I mean, he's he's an older coach. I guess I get it. You got a Super Bowl. You made the playoffs again. Um, maybe he saw a bit of a downturn last year in team performance, and maybe he saw that, I guess, their path wasn't going to be as clear. But I thought the NFC opened up you know what I mean? I thought a lot of assets moved to the AFC this offseason. So it does seem strange that he would leave now in my opinion.
0: So here's what I'll say, like I actually it looks to me uh the opposite. Like in terms of thinking the path isn't clear or like the team isn't in good shape, I think uh, Oh, I'm what, saying
1: I think I think maybe he thought that based off performance last year, but the well, NFC's open.
0: But listen, here's here's what I'm saying is like in his in his thing, I uh, I think his whole point was the team is in really good shape and they do have a chance, and that's why I'd like to give it to Todd Bowles, uh, uh, and have him enter a good situation as a first-time head coach, as opposed to um, you know me just leaving when the team's all dried up and him having to try. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's Todd Bowles, certainly nice. I mean. Bruce Arians left coaching the first time due to health. He said it isn't health this time, but, I mean, uh, there's a number of factors that probably play into it. Him and Todd Bowles go way, 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 way back. And Bruce Arians in a summer – I guess it's not summer yet, but in an off-season that's been dominated um, by, you know, like the Brian Flores – suit which is now getting steam like other coaches are joining him um Correct. uh and stuff like that you have a guy you have a coach like bruce arians where you know st- like stepping down and leaving a black head coach in a good spot is huge to me um this is also a coach who like you know like went out of his way to hire female coaches in arizona and and tampa bay like I've talked. I've 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 taken, I've taken like uh, Bruce Arians to task on this show here and there about like the way he'll chew on his team in the in the media and stuff. But this and Tom a early on, but he's a legend. Oh, he, you know what his I mean? internet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, wish him the best retirement. It was awesome to see him get another Super Bowl uh, at the end of his career. Did he get one before that?
0: Um. No. Al- almost with okay, arizona well,
1: good to see him. right oh, yeah good to see yeah with kurt yeah good to see him get one then um very very uh kind of him to give the team over to todd bulls like that at their potential peak right now not mm-hmm. very many coaches would do that not very many coaches would leave when there's so much opportunity um that like said
0: a dude like at least like i and just based on the past few weeks like learning about that that relationship between him and Bulls and and some of the stuff he's done in this league like i was really really impressed um and sometimes all we all our, all of our opinions are based off of just like certain things we hear like in the media like i i based like all my bruce arians opinions for a while just like on i like oh i can't believe he'd talk shit about tom brady like that and it's like that's that, that's ridiculous like there's this whole other dude there so Uh, a call for all of us to dig deeper
1: absolutely well said and i mean maybe i should have done a better job listening to the media's takes on a head coach with urban meyer maybe i would have known he was a piece of shit a little bit more Mm. than i did um because if you want one of my coldest takes on the pod forever etched is that i thought urban meyer after a few years in the nfl would actually be a good coach and would build a good roster and he didn't even make it a year
0: We didn't know that, like, we didn't, I mean, even I didn't think he'd do the shit he did. So, like, I I thought he would, like, underperform. I didn't know it would be a laundry list of, like, just, like, car crash after train crash after fucking... Plane. Abysmal, yeah, I mean, like, abysmal records and kicking your kicker in the leg and, like... Weird <laughs> shit like that. So, like oh not Make knowing your who Aaron kicks. not knowing who Aaron Donald is, and like to
1: just, this day, I think that was a joke. From I mean, how I've heard urban talk, I think that was a joke.
0: It would sure as fuck have
1: to Has be. Has to be, right?
0: I mean, it would sure as fuck have to be. Like, I if be I'm shocked. not mistaken, the Everybody, quote was like, who's children. this number
1: 99 guy? He's going to be a problem, or he's a problem. That's That sounds like a
0: joke to me. I mean, is Urban known
1: for sarcasm? I don't know the man. He's definitely not the type to just, like, overtly be funny and, and crack jokes with people, especially the media, but, like, I have seen him do dry humor and some sarcasm a little bit It's a bit. joke we would say I would so, I would say that if I was a first time NFL head coach and then pan the room over my shoulder a little bit good. That's how oh, I would ha- do
0: it Oh it has its ups and downs Right like the elevator I don't know I
1: think I think that is a joke but either way an absolute Regardless
0: trainer. yeah that was Oh a, it has its ups and take. downs That that is uh, up there with T's love for Zach Wilson and Carson Wentz
1: You know Zach Wilson may pan out but carson will carson wins sure as shit will not and i think we were right on the nose with that uh um, carson we Just have a like lot a of bad. nfl news it, it it is not as fast and furious as it was right at the end of the well, season because right no season
0: has been like correct like, and that you that cannot keep that shit. pace
1: or else rosters will be completely tur- turned over <laughs> in a few weeks so we are smack dab in pro day season the October third, season. second-ish wave of free agency. So we'll hit on a few free agent notes. Bobby Wagner ended up going to the Rams. Um, don't sleep on that talent. He's still producing at an all-pro level. He's still very good. And it seems that the Rams are just accruing all this fucking talent. And they're ready to go. You Did they re resigned. Them. Stafford, this team is going to be even more meshed the fuck up next year. They're going to have a whole season under their belts together. That offense is going to hum. They're going to have Cam Akers out there the whole season. They may draft another running back. It's going to be scary. They're going to be the team to beat in the NFC, is what like.
0: I heard Baltimore offered him more money. um, And they were like pulling out stops, man. Like they had Ray Lewis. He would have been uh, great. They had Ray Lewis meet with Bobby Wagner too and talk about. Um, what it means playing linebacker in that city and for that team and everything. And um, I really like that teams are doing that. I think that's a fucking move to like using bring the, the alumni. In. Yes. Like that's absolutely. Cr- oh my God. Like, I saw I shit about Vikings like are doing it one of the Vikings
1: showing about is uh, showing uh, some of the new free agent acquisitions around the yeah. facility.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, we're what, doing it a funny... lot, man. We had Alan Page in the facility recently. And They were like, like in the in the Vikings museum with new with new sign, like signs and stuff, and it was like talking about how Alan Page got his law degree while he was playing. That's for the Vikings what I saw. Shit. Yeah, Notre yeah, Dame absolutely. alum Alan Page. Uh, that's my Dude, dad's that guy's got to That's be my, dad's your, yeah. my dad's favorite <clears> throat> player. Throat> He's got to
1: rank up there. I'll say um, one of the huge talking points with the McCaskies before the offseason really got underway was. Once this transition to a new coaching staff happened, there was a lot of grievances aired. Owen Krutz was airing his grievances. Apparently, there were issues with the McCaskies wanting to reach out to alumni, and specifically alumni from the Lovie Smith era, but that was a huge talking point in the media, and it appears that Matt Eberflus is reaching out. I guess he's reached out to like 30 of them. He's bringing in like Peanut Tillman to to like work with the secondary during Uh, camp, which is fucking sick. If you have that resource and a guy that absolutely loves the city and the team, why would you not go get him and have him teach, especially because you're running the same defense. You're running a Lovey Smith defense. I mean, it's a great asset. I think every team should utilize their alumni.
0: They should bring in fucking Hester too. And like, like bears fans would go nuts if like, or even just like, even just, Free agents coming in to meet Devin hester are you fucking kidding like everybody everybody especially the people right now who are younger than us like fucking they're they'd be in awe uh
1: yeah i think so as well and i think that the fans get cutler. to see them <laughs> smoking jay cutler maybe not at the top of the list uh, i know urlacker is gonna come i think so I mean, You has got Earl
0: lance briggs Briggs, um, I guess Ellen cool is
1: probably not gonna go, but yeah, well, oh, I listen cool to him me. a lot on the podcast. Yeah, he he really lo- They all just really love just talking about that fifteen dollars an hour thing. Like I've I talked about that formerly on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. McCaskey apparently offering him fifteen an hour to help. I mean, so don't like,
0: disrespect the man. Like don't don't disrespect. It's just the
1: man. they got to think of another joke. $15.01, $15.02, that's all I'm asking. Like you got to think of another joke. It's very funny, though. Um, so Bobby Wagner goes to the Rams, legendary linebacker, bolstering that defense, adding another superstar to the team. They're a very top-heavy team, but surprisingly enough, I guess I didn't realize how many draft picks that team actually makes. So they don't have top draft picks, but they trade down so much that they end up getting above seven picks in the draft every year anyway. That's good so math, they just baby yeah they're just trying to hit on their late round picks for depth which guys like jordan fuller out of ohio state captain on the defense on a rookie contract at safety like and that guy was like a fifth or sixth round pick. if you can hit on those and then trade all your other shit to get these superstars i don't see why not do you like that guy who just I don't got see paid, why not
0: the guy who just got paid all that money in buffalo what what
1: round was he not first Sixth, I think, right? You know, it's late. It, 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 I don't know. So, this is our transition to the wide receiver market at large, which is, I think, the biggest topic for the episode. So, we'll begin with Stefan Diggs getting his, I think, 110 milli extension to finish out maybe four years. Finish round, out his
0: 146th pick out of Maryland for Maryland, the
1: Maryland Terrapin, round athlete at ice five Round Five, dude. Same round as Boomer
0: Grigsby. Yeah.
1: One of my one of my favorite guys that I said would hit for you and did. I'm super excited about it. I'm always uh, so happy.
0: I'm such a fan to this day, and uh, I'm I'm so like I mean, he has him and Case Keenum have one of the best
1: Vikings plays of all time, and there's nothing you can do about it. So Dude, I'll never forget Stefan Diggs ripping off his helmet with one hand and chucking it over his shoulder and just staring at the crowd. Never, as everyone's jumping over his shoulders. His I'll never personality forget that.
0: really started to come alive like as like his yeah. later years in in Minnesota and I loved it. I was so here for it. And I think like he paved the way for like a Jefferson to come in and fit comfortably. like I I, 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 I love that dude. <laughs> I support him. I hope he gets a ring. The bills deserve one. he deserves one.
1: I think I think Stefan Diggs falling to the fifth was fairly understandable. Given the circumstances of his collegiate career and the injuries he sustained, but Justin Jefferson falling to the Vikings past the Eagles and other teams, if I'm not mistaken, the beginning of the second, right?
0: Yeah, I actually or was at the right. end of
1: the first, I think it was the beginning of the second, is just unfeasible because Justin Jefferson did not have no, injuries. Round
0: one, round one pick Okay, injury. it was like
1: what, 29? Okay, so it was not even at the very end okay so he was a first round pick i was to say i was like call. i thought
0: that he was like but he, he was the, like the top 10 or something
1: right if you if i'm not mistaken he was like the last of that top crop of receivers picked that were like the guys that were supposed to, and i think jalen rager went ahead of him or something to the eagles all i'm saying is jefferson had no injury history nothing but production And any receiver in the semifinal of the playoffs that catches four fucking touchdowns and then counts them off on his fingers to the camera deserves to be the top wide receiver taken you know he's, what i mean like what the fuck that's like two, special it's apples and eggs but two great receivers for i know
0: team. dude i honestly would like i would i love him so much i would put up lsu jeff jefferson stuff in this office and not even feel bad
1: about it like, <laughs> it was that, certainly fun his senior se- or his junior season dude, with, with joe burrow and i
0: didn't even know like that's the thing like i didn't even know Like i was so excited when we drafted him but i didn't know what i was getting and then like a few weeks into the season this dude i'm like oh well now i now i have a home and i have a home and a color rush jersey and need that away jersey yeah jefferson we getting a throwback like like this is
1: this is the guy i although i'm that so should,
0: i'm excited to like our defense again i think this year's
1: the year that's great i don't know i hope it's not but I definitely don't think it's the year for the Bears. I'll say I watched a lot of those LSU games because of that Joe Burrow connection. And he I mean obviously him there you go. <laughs> dude Luke just threw up his coffee. <laughs> oh dude. He's gonna paper shit. T- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that just killed me. Uh does this does this podcast live up to its moniker sometimes? Yes, it does. I'm leaving oh it in because I
0: don't wanna I don't wanna edit Are it you out. okay? I'm perfectly fine, but I was like <laughs> trying <laughs> not to laugh at your stupid ass. There's that LSU connection joke.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even looking at you. I was looking off while I was thinking about something, and next thing I know I just see your cheeks full, just about to just explode with coffee. And I'm like, oh, I thought you just Put it down the wrong pipe for a second. I didn't even know it was me. I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> I well, guess I kind of was.
0: At first, I was laughing, and then it did go down the wrong pipe. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, you my right? God. Oh, let me wipe up. Funny. Continue. I'll continue. So, I watched a lot of those LSU games, and him and Jamar Chase, they popped up on, on the tape every single time. They jumped off the screen, especially at the end of the year in the playoff run. So... I don't know. It's weird to like a player on the team that your best friend likes that's a conference rival. However, I've always liked Justin Jefferson, and the only time I'll root against him is probably when I need the Vikings to lose or when they play the Bears. And I'll say this. Whenever he does play the Bears, he usually beats the shit out of us, and he at one point was getting tackled around the waist and then stiff-armed our safety, like I think on his back maybe. I think that was his rookie year. It was very badass. Not very fun when it's happening to your defense. But the topic that I kind of want to hit on at large is just the wide receiver market and the wide receiver consensus. And it seems that shit has definitely popped off and changed. Because... From my perception, when Christian Kirk leaves Arizona and goes to Jacksonville and gets $17 million a year on average, when he's never really had a 1,000-yard season and he's been a third, even fourth option at times in his career, what you're doing is you're raising the bar for all of these other number one guys. And you've seen Devontae Adams leave in a blockbuster trade and immediately get record-setting contract. You've seen Tyreek Hill leave. And then immediately get a record setting contract. And now you have guys like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, both from Ole Miss in college, both really good receivers, potentially um, marketed or shopped for a trade. The teams are coming out and saying, not, that's not the case, but there's a lot of groundswell and talk about how these guys are potentially having trade offers. You also have Brandon Cooks just getting an extension, also after talk about him potentially getting traded debo samuel removes all the stuff that is tied to the 49ers from his social media accounts which is like one of the few things people can do for leverage it appears because the cba gives a lot of power to owners so like you can just take the shit off your fucking ig account that's the leverage you get i guess um it's the i don't know so i guess what i'm trying to say is wide receivers seem to be gearing up to be getting paid like very much premier position money. And they already were to an extent, but what you kind of had before as a top three was what was quarterback, offensive tackle, pass rusher. To me, I would not be surprised if wide receivers creeping up into top three territory for contracts with all of these guys coming up off their rookie contracts with these tenured guys getting record setting ones on new teams. Um, go, yeah, yeah. Give me your no, I just
0: mean no. it's been the way the game's going. I think that I think that's logical. I mean, we've been we've been talking for for a long time now about how big of a contract guys like Jefferson are going to warrant uh, when they're done with their rookie deals, <clears throat> and this is like, yeah, just like further solidifying it. Um, when you're seeing all these guys get all this dough, so great recovery. I, by the
1: way, you sound fine.
0: I know. I feel like I'm still choking to death. Like in here. <laughs> But I'll probably Uh, cough a few more times, and and we'll get over it. so funny. There's, like, coffee in my chest right now. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all right. It's It's very funny, though. It's not necessarily your fault. It's just fucking, uh, you made a funny face, man. People can't tell that. It's not a visual medium. I did make a Um, face.
1: I'll say that. I made the face. He's Um, a funny
0: guy, dude. Um, I
1: think applying that whole market to the Bears and the Vikings— we already know as soon as I think next season, if I'm not mistaken that, that Jefferson is gonna get broke off some of that funky stuff he's gonna get a huge contract, and a lot of the Bears fans have been extremely upset that Chicago has not made any big moves. We're very patient in free agency tending to pick up like and second third wave type word. small
0: We're very patient
1: we uh, we have been patient um. Our big contract we signed first day fell through. So, like, we have only signed second, third-wave guys. A lot of people are, like, seeing all of these wide receivers potentially in the trade market, seeing the ones that have already been traded. Um, and every time one comes up, they're like, that would be a perfect guy to team with Justin Fields. Why are the Bears, why are we waiting? I, what, the same like, problems. Like, this is like all Kevin, the Chicago fucking...
0: You sound like Kevin Malone on The Office. <laughs>
1: Oh, sorry, that was like Kevin. So funny. He's an Eagles fan, though. I just, I want to say this. Why are you that worried when you see all of these fucking wide receivers getting paid $150 million? Huge amounts of guarantees. And you know for a fact that almost all of them were picked in the second round or later. And we have two second round picks. And this is a fucking great wide receiver draft. And, of course, they're guaranteed... And they've already done well in the league. So I get why you want security for fields right now. But this is a team that is trying to completely rebuild their roster, reset the culture and project going into the future to have sustained success. And to do so, you don't go get a wide receiver that you're going to have to pay top of the league money. You go fucking draft that guy. The good teams drafted them and then got them for three to four years and then recouped assets afterwards. That's what you want to do. You have to have patience. Right, but... they So the Bills are actually a great comparison. Because the Bills had a lot of aging contracts, and they were a fucked up cap situation, and they were potentially geared up to go on one more playoff run, but instead they stripped that team down, they got... Uh they got Allen and then they did a rebuild and they didn't get Diggs until Allen's second or third year. Was it do you know? Was it third or second? I think it's second. Okay, so good call on that. However, they had way more draft assets and the Bears still don't don't have well, draft assets based off of having I, to trade up to get the old Quill mag.
0: I think that's the thing is like the Bills did it the other way and hit on a quarterback, which is also super fucking hard to do. Harder. So
1: Yeah, and the Bears, maybe they hit, but they had to trade up to get him, mortgaging a first-round pick in the future. So, like, it's a good comparison for a roster rebuild, but not a great comparison for the wide receiver take. So, yes, you're right. Um, However, the Bears don't have the assets to do it, and if you're going to dump Khalil Mack's contract, you're obviously looking to be a big player next year. And next year, you're going to be able to get a guy like a Debo or a DK that they don't want to pay. You're going to get that guy next year when you have the money. So why don't you fucking try to draft the guy and then maybe do it next year when you actually have assets and money and just be a little bit more patient. Um, continuing on with wide receiver talk, do you have anything else you want to hit on? Potentially Thielen.
0: Like in terms of like
1: his age? The Vic- within the Vikings context of wide receivers. Maybe even, where do you think they should go in the first round, knowing that this is a great receiver draft? I think they'd probably go corner, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings pick up a wide receiver early in the draft knowing that Thielen is aging and that Jefferson's about to demand big money.
0: Thielen's aging, but he's not underperforming. Um, And he's out there working with Kirk every day. So, like, um, I think he's still... I think he's still just fine, but I see what you're saying. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a good enough receiver sitting there. Yeah, I mean like our draft move always seems to be the best guy on the board regardless. Uh is is, is how it always was. But this isn't this is a new regime. This is Quessy, this is Kevin, so I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do. Um I think corner is smart and these guys seem to understand that the defense getting built, complementing our already very good offense is how we get to the playoffs. Um, it seems like they understand that based on the free agency so far. And I think every Vikings fan has been banging their head against the fucking wall saying that. So if we can finally get a, I mean, dude, I don't care what happens. If we can trade up and get a sauce gardener or like sauce. Any any corner, that's
1: fine. A lot of round. buzz with Derek Stingley out of LSU, including yes. from Patrick yes. Peterson.
0: Yeah, he's shooting up the the board, and he's an LSU boy. We love our LSU Correct. boys. Peterson's back uh, to, to to mentor another year and, and hopefully perf- outperform himself from last year. I mean, he had the really cool pick six, but it was weeks, week 18 or whatever. Um, Wasn't it
1: against the Bears? Twas. Yeah. I was so, just like at that point, I'm just like, yeah, good for him. I've always liked Patrick Peterson.
0: Me too, but like he had you know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't an amazing season, but he's a legend. And so like the I'm sun so is happy setting on back. his
1: career, but he's a better than a lot of your secondary members, especially cornerback guys. Still oh, he's and B, doubt. a great mentor and a great voice to have in that back oh, half of the
0: I defense. want him in the I want him there. I love him. Uh I'll say this, there. you guys oh, go ahead. I want him there. Harrison Smith is great. Uh now we have Zadarius to team up with uh like Your pass rush
1: is gonna be nasty.
0: Yeah, and our our D line is looking good. I mean, it's just a matter of secondary and O line and there's no reason the Vikes can't do it. I'm liking this young, fresh thing. And and again, I say what you will about Kirk, but Oh i w I'd will. be I'd oh, be hung. I'd be very, very happy to walk into this situation as a as a first time head coach
1: um two things a lot of uh conversation points i've heard and i don't know how all vikings fans feel about it but like from sports media and and bears fans is like what is a better position to be in quarterback wise currently justin fields on a rookie contract or kirk cousins with all that guaranteed and a lot of people say fields um i could understand why that's a dumb thing to say however I've said all my takes about how Kirk will just always guarantee you middle of the road stuff. So I think a lot of the fan perception is basing it on a boomer bust potential out of fields. Um I was gonna say the Vikings draft could be very fun. It could go something along the lines of a Derek Stingley first round, uh, a really cool wide receiver in the second, and then a trade back, and then potentially a James Cook to pair with Dalvin.
0: I mean How fun would that be?
1: Imagine. Fine kirk under center you've got dalvin flanked back left you've got james flanked back right and then you're doing misdirections and you're just getting yes. them going and they're catching screens and they're making wheel routes out of the backfield sometimes I you do an end around to jefferson and it's a lead block by dalvin
0: Oof, dalvin lead blocking I don't yeah he's gonna cut that. the guy
1: and then jefferson's gonna hurdle while he like while he's a little bit careless with the ball and then as soon as he lands Cuts like a cat back against the grain. Takes it seventy-five yards, grittying into the end zone for the last five.
0: Dude, Dalvin's wearing number four this year. Um, that's what
1: his brother wore in college.
0: That's what he wore. Is in that college, what he yeah. wore in
1: college? Yeah. yeah.
0: And then um,
1: James Cook's like, a little more fresh. Sorry,
0: Cam Cam Dantzler's changing his number to
1: three. Uh, what a name! What a name, Cam Dantzler. I always thought name. he was solid. He should have played he's,
0: more he's 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 not not solid he's young like you don't know so like i don't know we'll see i'm 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 just excited and it's a ways away but that's all right the draft's coming up it's mock draft season i don't really care about mock draft that much but aiden and t sure love to and oh can't we wait love to, it can't wait to listen to your guys's episode um we, we'll have to get that out uh preceding the draft
1: yeah we uh we have it all queued up t and i um i'll tell you just for your like noggin so you know heading into the draft from my perception wide receiver and an off-ball linebacker meaning like middle linebackers mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and pass covering linebackers are just cream of the crop there's so many to like and for so many different reasons they're obviously not all gonna hit but there's literally something i it. like about <laughs> maybe like 10 linebackers and maybe like 15 receivers like there's something wow. i like about all of them That's it's crazy, crazy man that is. offense do we need to hurry up no. Okay, I didn't know if you had to go to work. Uh I think that offensive hour. line's pretty solid. I think defensive line's pretty solid. I think corner is a bit thinner. So I think the Vikings should go for one of the top guys early. I think that should be the move in the first round. I don't think but I, t- I
0: think we shouldn't be afraid to trade up if we have to. Like if we really like someone.
1: Well, Stingley will probably be there. I don't know if Sauce Gardner will. However, I could see both of those guys busting because Sauce had just an unbelievable college career, but he did play at Cincinnati on a very very good defense to begin with and he's very thin. And I I love the guy. I just for some reason I have this itch that he maybe isn't going to pan out as well as people think in the NFL. Right. I don't think he's a pat certain type of guy. I don't think he's like that. I just think he's very solid and never gave up a touchdown on a really good defense with a really good defensive staff with a current head coach at notre dame as the d coordinator and a really good defensive head coach in luke fickle with the other guy across from him won the thorpe so like they have a lot of good players on that defense and then stingley on tape his freshman year was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a freshman corner. And then he gets hurt and he sits out a year. So there's like a lot of what if with that guy? We don't know. Cause he had a Got list it. Frank injury and he didn't play for a long time. So when he's he having play, good,
0: he's putting up good numbers on pro days and stuff. Yes, right? he just did his, he's coming up boards and
1: he just did his, his pro day. However, I think this was a guy that people thought would go top three to five and then now I think you could feasibly not even have to trade up and get him at 12. But I see where you're coming from. If you if you identify the guy that can fix the position you've had issues with, you go get him. Um, and luckily, your team has the assets to do so. My team has, like, dick-all for draft picks. Yeah, we're in Super an okay fun.
0: spot. It's been a good off season this year I'm, I'm, for me. For me
1: personally. Doing Doing mock drafts is not as fun when your team never has a first-round pick.
0: You got your special first-round pick last year. That's I that got, should, dude. I screamed. And,
1: oh, so happy. And then he dropped the ball, just fucking squeegee hands. Every time somebody even sniffed him, he just squeegeed that ball right out. Every time he tries to do a spin move, he gets a fucking rib shot. I don't understand is he, it. Is
0: he named starter? Or, like, you don't know he, yet?
1: Yes, he's the starter. But he should he have been named, named starter? starter last year. Not, it, No, Luke. I'm just curious. But it's implied.
0: Okay, well, a lot of things are
1: implied. Andy Let me Dalton ask you this, implied. and I already know the answer. No, Andy Dalton was not implied. Quite the tweeted. opposite. He was designated as the 21. starter. Everyone implied that Justin Fields would be the starter when he got drafted. But they're like, uh-uh, okay. uh, we guaranteed all right, all right. Andrew ah. er, <laughs> Andrew Dalton. Glenn. So I, I think, yeah, dude, one of the worst signings ever. I think I know the answer, but you obviously would rather have Kirk with all that money than, than for you guys to have traded. Because I only say this because there's the narrative that the Vikings tried to trade up to get Fields last year. Because they did, but they didn't offer as much as the Bears. And that there's that clip of the guy saying, sorry, we're going to get more and hanging up. And then the Bears offered him more. So would you have rather the Vikings traded up to get Justin Fields, now that you have a little bit of hindsight uh, knowledge, or would you rather have stuck with Kirk and then triple down on him with more guaranteed money? It's so much it's I mean,
0: it's hard to say. It's a uh, hypothetical, but Well, it's hard to say just because like it's still like a a one year quarterback versus like like a nine year vet or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like so that 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 part's hard, but I think I think fields would would thrive um in Minnesota and I think he could have done good shit but the whole yeah. point the whole thing of us like going to, I mean you have amazing weapons but um not a not so great offensive line so that would have been tough regardless um it could have been a spectacle and it could have been a sight to see but also like the whole ditching cousins was a seemingly a Zimmer thing like uh so I, mm, does Zimmer stay if Fields comes in and wins? Yeah, right. There's I, a
1: lot of variables. I get I'm pretty. It.
0: I'm pretty. I'm pretty comfortable. Uh, let me just say this: I'm very comfortable with Kirk
1: Cousins. I'm. 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 <laughs> Are you willing I'm, to put that in ink? Yeah, I'm I am yeah, very comfortable, like, with, Kirk very comfortable Is, with Kirk Cousins. Very comfortable Was 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 literally what his wife said for the vows at the wedding. I was thinking. I was I'm hanging out. I was. Com-
0: uh, I was playing two K with. Uh, with. Twan and then like Nate Williams actually. And Oh uh, Nate. Uh yeah. Nice. We have like a we have like a connected league going right now. It's really fun. Um but we were talking about Brad Johnson. And I was oh, like yeah. Super Bowl and I was like Super Bowl champion Brad Johnson. And I was just like sitting He's in, not in, a member. And and they were like and they were like fucking is he the swagless player in, in NFL history? And I'm like, potentially, but that doesn't matter because like a, a Brad Johnson in Tampa Bay With that defense, a Joe Flacco in Baltimore can win a Super Bowl and get a $100 million contract. Like, it does not matter if you get that ring. So if Kirk is the best chance to get that ring, which right now he absolutely is, uh, and we fix the defense and he has all these weapons, it's happened and can happen again. It's a mold that works. Like,
1: I mean, I would counter that it's a mold that statistically works much less than the alternative.
0: Well, the alternative ain't happening. You you can't just like no. You can't the just alternative wish for the
1: is that you know that the alternative is that you traded for Justin Fields to try to make that happen,
0: though. Oh, Okay, is so what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. So uh, like yeah. you are correct. That's in such the a fact young, that y- That's
0: such a rebuild that doesn't go with the rest of our team, save for Jefferson, though. Like, At the
1: time, it would. It, it, made, it made a little does, less sense with Questy and, and Kevin. Yeah. At the time, it made a little less sense, but what I cool also could have saw it being like a last ditch heave. By the coaching staff and the GM. Um, All I know is there have been a few isolated examples of swagless QBs carried and buoyed by their defense, but that is far from the norm. However, as a Chicago Bears fan, um, the best success that the Bears have ever had was with a swagged out QB, but also a really good defense, and then a line of QBs that had no swag and very good defenses. So and like, I get and, and, relying well, on defense. I and, get and it. And here's
0: just a hint: I'm not even saying rely on defense. Just like a good defense, because Kirk is statistically fucking stellar, like above average. Like I'll take it. Like not, not bad, dude. Like it's not. But even, the like, team's records the are at. But
1: but with yes. him on the helm that's 100%. that's i i don't think that the narrative on him is that he's not performing the trade-off
0: um, is if a defense can stop somebody from scoring like dude look how many look how many games last season decided that in one gave score up. well but the vikings would give up like three scores i don't know where in the second half and like and drop games we dropped like fucking eight games that way uh, if I'm not
1: mistaken, wasn't it like the fourth quarter? You guys would always give up huge rallies almost all the time. It was crazy. We
0: we could go to ha- it, dude. It was nuts. I've never. Seen, I mean, we would talk about it
1: in the chat. Like here it comes, like, here it goes.
0: Get ready. Like it was just crazy, and that's why. Zim- that's one of the reasons Zimmer is gone. You you got to clean house after that, unfortunately, because that's just like you you can't have that. But I think Kirk was having no problem putting up points for the most part and also like having no problem putting us in position to to get the game winning game tying field goal at the end of games we did it frequently like he can move up the field he is efficient he has been a lot more clutch than people give him credit for and he's also like done a lot better in prime time than people talk about like I I'm totally I'm totally of the mind I mean talk to me at this time next year and we'll see where we're at but I, I don't I don't see a reason why this team can't go to the playoffs with a, with a with a with an average
1: defense. Because Do you right want me now... to you want me to give you the recipe for you guys winning the conference next year? Yeah, Olave at number twelve and put him in the slot. I mean, happily, I, I and did... you guys are gonna be putting up forty five a game. But
0: you think we need more weapons? I don't know. I just I'm just having fun with it. I I I would be totally fine with that. I get excited about offensive prospects because they're flashy, but
1: I just would love to see the Vikings get a really good third. You guys have always had a rotation of solid third third wide receivers lately. It's true. I would love I you we, to get a draft draft a good one, like a good think, top three round guy.
0: I think you'd be surprised about some of the people that might step up on our roster already into that. Third. Like
1: Osborne's pretty good he been um, good.
0: Marset, like Smith, um, Smith, Smith, like, He's cool. Like there, you never know who will pop up. Like Thielen was undrafted and became one of the best receivers in the league for a second. Like, and still is so, so, so good. So we're, we're pretty good at finding people in them coming up through the team, uh, as well. You might be surprised. I mean,
1: Jefferson, I'm
0: always surprised. Jefferson, Jefferson is the Moss comparison because like we just went and got him. But for the most part, we haven't really done that. Like, Chris Carter was an acquisition. Um, Stefan Diggs was a late pick. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thielen was undrafted. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, Rudolph, I guess, is a first or a second round draft pick, first or second. But for the most part, Percy, um, first round draft pick. Percy, yeah. But I'm talking about more. Yes, absolutely. Um, He was. He was like 10th overall or something. And Cordero. I thought he was a little. He maybe I think it was
1: a little bit later, right?
0: Was it twelfth overall? Like it was something like that. I'll
1: look that up while you're talking.
0: I got his autograph as a rookie. It was so cool. Um Say his uh, name
1: again. I just blanked.
0: Percy Harvin?
1: Yeah, Percy Harvin. Yeah, I just said it, but I was blanking. Because you said a you said another player, you said uh Cordero Patterson. He was a first rounder, yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. I was like, Who am I looking up? Yeah, twenty two. That's what I thought. He was a 22? little bit later. I thought it was yeah. like 12. That's crazy. He had some character concerns coming out of college, if it was I'm just not like mistaken. Weed and shit. Like a little bit. Right. I mean, to us, not character concerns, but to the NFL sure, around when we were graduating high school, like I would say that anytime you have. And then if you look, like he had a lot of migraines, he had a lot of times he would yeah, miss games he can't help when he up, didn't. Though. Absolutely,
0: but that know, is like a health for a first round pick. It is, yeah, it is. I hear you. Um, um, good. Har- Harvin's a shit. I him and far, him and was was such an awesome connection that I think people don't talk enough about. Um, like far, like old Farv and young Percy Harvin had such a bond. It looked like, and it was awesome to 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 behold. He was always out there looking for Percy. He also made Sidney Rice look like a number one. uh, Yeah. I almost said Sidney Rice
1: a little bit ago as an acquisition type guy, because if I'm not mistaken, you got him from Seattle, right? No, I think we drafted Sidney Rice, and then he went to Seattle. That's what it was. Same with Percy We do so
0: much business with Seattle. It's crazy. John Randall went to Seattle. We got Steve Hutchinson from Seattle um
1: you're right Tarverish you guys Jackson, are linked up seattle that, like, dude we, it's a it's a we do it's a lot of business relationship a business so mm-hmm. i'm sure that the front offices have inroads that they've already built
0: mm-hmm. we do that's we, great we, i mean for decades we do a lot of business with seattle which is great because i love
1: seattle i've never been i would love to go to put a button on it um and i'll talk about this more in the off season but there's just so much shit with these bears fans that are just so starved for sustained success, that are constantly like, what is Ryan Pulse doing? Why isn't he doing anything? Another failure GM. And I I personally could not be happier with what Ryan Pulse is doing because I would be an absolute bum ass if I was on the podcast bitching about the Bears not tearing it down week after week for the last two years and then seeing them do it and being upset about it and mad that they're not going and chasing a superstar. That would be bum ass shit. We are doing what we're supposed to do. We need to strip it down. We need to pick up guys. This is what he said. You pick up second and third wave free agents because you're paying less and they're motivated for another contract. So you need to get that. You need to hope a couple hit. Hope a couple do well enough to sign a contract with another team next year to get you compensatory picks. Trade back. Don't trade up to get a LaVe or uh, Garrett Wilson, which is what some people want. You can't do that. You need to be patient and trade back and accrue assets and try to build a fucking sustained success so that you can be a Baltimore Ravens. So that you can be a team that actually does well and handles the draft appropriately and has mobility in the offseason and doesn't have to go above and beyond to get a free agent. So I'm very happy with what they're doing, and I would I would preach that we should be more patient as a fan base.
0: I mean, I think that's the thing, is like that's a... Uh... I don't want to overgeneralize those Bears fans, but, yeah, it's always kind of like they're... Maybe it's just because we, we grew up in Illinois, but I would always just... They're so loud about something, and then it happens... It's and bad. That person, and then they want to do the next thing, and there there's a certain patience to this league. I understand the instinct, but um, you guys are not in the worst spot ever. Like, you know what I mean? You have a second-year quarterback with a very, very high ceiling, Um And you're starting over. And so, like, it's... it's, We've got a core
1: of guys. And I, I said that. I said, you keep about eight guys for sure. And the rest of the guys are viable to move. And look what he did with Khalil Mack. Like, quickly. I think a lot of people are upset because Justin Fields needs some talent around him for you to truly evaluate him. But I would counter that you can still get some value in the draft, especially at a deep wide receiver class. You're already trying to work on this offensive line. And on top of that, if Justin Fields doesn't show you anything like good quarterbacks do have the ability to elevate play around them. And I, I I give Justin Fields a lot of benefit of the doubt, but I do need to see him putting it together and not missing throws. Like there are some games where it wasn't his fault. But there are some games where shit was his fault. He was holding the ball too long. He's he needs, so good at getting well, the ball down the field. On that but that you that have to, to get, to get the, hold on to the ball. True, but you need to get rid of the ball quicker because his whole thing coming out of college was he always wants to hit that huge play in Ryan Day's offense. Wait for the guy to get wide open down the field. Not gonna happen. You're gonna have to throw guys open, and you're gonna have to dump the ball off to David Montgomery. And you need to start if you're not showing it in year two. That clock. I can't give you all the benefit of the doubt if you're letting squeegee hands happen three times a game.
0: Hey man, so a lot of quarterbacks are getting a lot of time to try and progress. Look at your Tuas. Look at your uh, Jalen Hurts.
1: The the same the same should ooh, be done for shit. Fields. I before we get out of here, because I know you got to get to work. I had another oh, thing written. I work down. from it, home, son. I, I, yeah, I you Right at this computer. Um. I forgot to mention, and this was a wonky one. I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but the Eagles and the Saints made a trade with draft compensation.
0: This is fucking crazy. So, okay. so Yeah, no, I can't believe we didn't talk about this earlier. Holy shit. Thank you. You just
1: reminded me, yeah, uh, with Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to give you the compensation, and then we'll discuss, like, justification for why they did it. So the Mm -hmm. Eagles are going to receive the number 18 pick this year, a third and a seventh all in 2022. Then in 2023, they're going to get the Saints first. And in 2024, they're going to get the Saints second. The Saints, so they're essentially getting two firsts, a second, a third, and a seventh. The Saints are going to get number 16 and 19, two first round picks sandwiched in between that 18 pick for, from the Eagles this year. And then they get a sixth round. So they're getting two firsts right now, And then they're giving away extra capital in the future. And this makes, in my opinion, perfect sense for the Eagles, though it's wonky. The Eagles had three first round picks this year, all clustered pretty early. It makes sense that you would want to string these out a bit because you don't want to go overboard in one draft where all of these guys are going to have their rosters at the same time. And also it allows you to spread out the evaluation over multiple drafts with this assets. So you could potentially make a move for a QB next year easier. It's a very weird trade though. Go ahead and give me your take.
0: It just looks like. So it just looks like one team is getting built for like years potentially. And then the other, it looks like another team must really know exactly who they want right now you know what i mean uh so i I find it intriguing but i when i when i was done reading it i was like it's just picks like this is weird like i i thought i was gonna hear Jameis winston or like you know what i mean like uh or or like something like that so it's probably the flashiest trade that has nothing to do with players
1: (laughs) i've i've ever seen well, except for like a huge trade up to get like a top three pick, which happens I just a mean lot.
0: In, I just mean, it's like in the middle of free agency. There's just this massive Correct. trade. When is that? I don't recall that ever well, being like I, a What big I'm
1: thing. saying is like the Eagles going up in for the second pick to get Wentz. That happened pre draft.
0: Like, so it's this is a weird time. But it was time. the day or like preceding it. But it was like, it was like. But it was only It wasn't like it wasn't at the
1: beginning of April. It wasn't at the beginning of April. It was like closer to the draft. But I'm saying okay. like in terms of big trades pre-draft that only uh, focused around first or er, draft pick compensation no players. This mm. one is very weird because it's not a top 3 pick. It's mm. middle round picks and it's one team essentially just trying to spread their assets over multiple seasons, which is very clever because the Eagles had three first round picks. And that doesn't happen very often. Like the Vikings had it a few years back. A couple teams have had it a few times, but like, I get it to me. It says you're potentially going to want to move on from hurts and you want to have some assets just in case at the end of his rookie contract.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I, I feel like, it, yeah, either way it works, because if Hurts shows out this year, you're in a great spot to build around
1: You him get too, a couple so. dudes for him Yeah, two years in a row. You get two first two years in a row instead of three one year. And then if you're the Saints, does this say that you want to bundle some picks to go up and get a QB? Does this say that you think you've already got a, a, a roster in place and Jamie's in place that if you get a couple more pieces, you're ready to go? Because if I'm not mistaken, this Saints team was, in, was absolutely bunged on cap situation and they just lost Sean Payton. So what are they doing? Why are they mortgaging their future right now? That's what the I opposite, thought.
0: The opposite of Bruce Arians. Sean Payton's like, mm,
1: I, I don't bonged. care. Dude, yeah, Sean was like, Payton mm. was just waiting until you had no, I don't know, dude. He waited until shit was absolutely fucked, but he also had a defensive coordinator who was running bounties at one point. So yeah, he's no. not a, he's not a saint.
0: Well, ironically though,
1: Hoyo All right, for NFL Mayo, I have Ben Aiden and Luke has thrown up coffee spittle through his hands at one point today.
0: It was yeah, I went right back. It was rough. It was like, so
1: funny though. All right, <laughs> I am, we'll talk soon, guys.
0: Like... Yeah. All right, bye.